0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Where are we?
2: We are in Cartersville, Georgia. A beautiful area about an hour north of Atlanta that is uh, very friendly for cycling. Lots of country roads, farm roads, and... Uh, We're just cruising along one of them. And who are you? My name is Chip Hawkins and uh, I'm founder of Wahoo Fitness.
3: Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Chip, really good to be riding with you today, especially as tomorrow you have, well, you have a run to do. I do. So I've uh, this will
2: be my second year that I've volunteered as a pacer for a half marathon which is nice, except that I think you're supposed to volunteer for a pace that's very, very easy for you, and it's, I appreciate you taking it easy on me today on the
1: ride. I mean, really, you should be on your couch with your feet up. <laughs> exactly, preparing. exactly. So you're gonna run how quick tomorrow? I've gotta to run a 135 half. You know, you've know, you
2: committed to helping other people meet their goal, so uh, there's there's a whole lot
1: more pressure to
2: do that, for me anyway, than there is to, to meet my own goal. Yeah. So
1: we'll try and keep it easy. What's the plan today? What's the, what's the route we're gonna do? So we are doing a uh, 50K, 30 mile easy route around, um,
2: around Cartersville. Started at SoSoBe Cycling Park, just a little bit of public land that a nice gentleman has uh, dedicated
1: to uh, a start-stop place for riding up here. And this is my first time in the deep south. And look, I'm literally glancing to my left, and there's a classic bungalow with a porch out the front, American flag, the stars and stripes. (laughs) Your classic
2: bungalow, just for those Americans listening, is a uh, double-wide. A double-wide, A double-wide trailer. Uh, (laughs) You'll find a few pit bulls sitting on the porch. You gotta keep an eye out every once in a while for Any
1: banjo players around, (laughs) that sort of thing. (laughs) Is this could, deli- could, Deliverance could Country? Be. It is. We're
2: about an hour from Deliverance Country.
1: Are you a Southerner yourself? Is this where you're from? I am. I was
2: uh, born in New Orleans, Louisiana, so I've been all around the South my whole life. I've yeah. been
1: in Atlanta since 1998. And how has it changed in that time? Because as, as an outsider thinking of the South, we think about how different it is to the rest of the states. There's obviously the racial tensions of the 60s and prior to that the fact that it was all founded on slavery and the American Civil War defined what it was to be a southerner how much has it changed in your lifetime being in Louisiana and now in Georgia yeah that's a good question it's it's not really front and center
2: atlanta is a very um integrated city i'm sure there's still a lot of racial tensions but uh it's not something you see in everyday life. People are proud to be Southerners. There's a real patriotism here? There is. There is. It's a It's a good part of the country. The um, Folks are
1: friendly. You know, kind of say hello and wave to each other everywhere yeah. you go. So Chip, tell me the story of Wahoo. Where did the name come from to begin with? Because it's quite an unusual word, isn't it? It is. So it's, a, it's kind of a funny story. I
2: purchased, going way back to 2002, a uh, uh, business that that builds uh boat docks okay so and the company is called wahoo boat docks Like
1: pontoons we would call them yeah floating
2: docks on a a lake exactly it's a floating dock typically it's a place to park your boat that business is called wahoo boat docks and that was what i was doing when i uh kind of had the idea and, and and began the evolution of wahoo fitness but the interesting thing is, as I was starting Wahoo Fitness, you know, one of the first challenges was, "What, what are we going to call it?" And oh, we spent probably a month and a half arguing, brainstorming, you know, all different things, uh, throwing names at a dartboard, <laughs> and um, eventually, uh, just standing around, one of the engineers, Jim, uh, said, "Hey, Chip, why don't you just call it Wahoo Fitness?" Like, damn, Jim, that's... <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of that, but uh, it's a brilliant idea. It's memorable, though. It is. Was he being friendly or was he being I... aggressive? I think that might have been aggressive. Yeah. Uh, Do they not just... like us riding to abreast? Generally up here, they don't mind because it's a kind of rural road, but he may have just been letting us know he was back there. Yeah. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Got an um, engineering... Background: engineering undergraduate degree and an engineering graduate degree. And you studied in Georgia as well? I studied in South Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in South Mississippi um, after being born in New Orleans. Went to uh, engineering school at the University of South Alabama.
1: Uh-huh. So Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, you've done the whole... <laughs> I've done them
2: all. All the deep south. And then, uh, yeah, graduate school was in Texas. So I uh, went over to Houston, Texas and went to Rice and got a master's in business and a master's in mechanical engineering. Wow,
1: okay, so all the qualifications. I've got the yeah and all the all the southern states straight ahead here. This is nice riding. It's quite rolling. It is. It's a it's a great little course. Slightly colder than I was expecting. It's six Celsius on the how are you feeling? I <laughs> uh, haven't mentioned that you've got
2: shorts on, on a nice cold
1: day. Yeah. Yeah, big colder than I was expecting. I've just got shorts on and mitts. You're in full <laughs> oven gloves. <laughs> Your leg warmers on. Big jacket. The forecast said it was going to be about 15 Celsius by now, but yeah, clearly I looked at the wrong forecast. I'll survive. The riding's nice, and I think we've only been past about three cars in about 10K, so. And there's a few cyclists around, aren't there? It's a, it, this is quite a well-worn route that we're going to do? It, it is, it is, yeah. And you ride it often? I, you know, I don't get out as much as I wish I, I, I could.
2: I, uh, I guess as a father of the kicker, that makes a little bit of sense. I spend <laughs> much more time on my, uh, in my basement on my on my trainers. Well, you're,
1: you're refining your device, your exactly. product, right? I've always got some product I need to be testing. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a second. So. So the dog business was flat, as as many were through the sort of 2008-2009 crash. It was, and so that coincided with, uh, interestingly, my wife
2: signing us up for a duathlon in uh, in Callaway Gardens in South Georgia. And you've always been active. Not really. Uh, I would water ski and windsurf and sail, but as far as like aerobic activity or outdoor activity, that really wasn't me. My wife was a big runner, and I kind of always laughed at her, like, you know, you're wasting a lot of energy. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're, why you feel the need to go out and do that, but she she signed us up for this duathlon with a couple other couples in our neighborhood, and I, I said, yeah, I can do that. You know, I took it as a challenge. <laughs> I would go out and run with her every once in a while just to prove I could. Yeah. Was so you I, ride a bike at the time? I had a mountain bike and when we first moved to Atlanta, we would mountain bike with some friends a bit, but I hadn't road biked really ever. And as a kid, I did a lot of BMX. So I was comfortable on bikes, but hadn't done much of anything on a, on a road bike. Didn't really know anything about the industry or racing or anything like that. So, the, so this, this duathlon, I, it's a 5K run, a 20 mile bike and another 5K run I did the 5k run without walking. Nice. Uh, which is probably the furthest I'd ever run. How and old were you at the time? I would have been about 36, okay. 37. Yeah. And I got on the bike and I did the 20 mile bike on my mountain bike. It was not easy, I'll just say leave it at that. Got off the bike and I was supposed to do another 5k run and it was not happening. Like it, it didn't matter how much will I had in my body, I sat down off that bike and just thought, okay, maybe I should maybe I should think about you know a little bit of fitness in my life. I I, I wasn't the certainly wasn't fit, and I certainly was getting a little heavy. So that was probably the day that that ultimately led to Wahoo Fitness coming around because I I made a decision to start thinking about you know getting fit and exercise and losing weight and. Coming back from that, I signed up for a, uh, a boot camp. Oh wow! Okay. Which is you know 30 days in, the, in of uh, just get up every morning, tell them what you're eating, do a bunch of a bunch of running and sit ups and push ups and a little bit of everything. But and you're a parent at this point. Yes. That, yes. That One fo- daughter that focuses the mind. Yeah. One daughter. Yeah. And then, so everything. This was all at you know 5:30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I had put on a lot of sympathy weight, my wife would say. <laughs> <laughs> but the boot camp was, was a lot of fun, and it, and I've got a competitive nature, so I started out. You know, the first first day, you do a, a one mile run. Yeah. PT test. You know, a one mile run, and then a uh, couple of minutes of sit ups and a couple of minutes of push ups. And I think I ran like a 9:30 mile. And then at the end of the 30 days, you do another one. Yeah. And I think I ran like an 8.20 mile. Okay. All right. This is this is awesome. So I I did that several months, and just kept getting better and better, and just kind of uh, got obsessed with it. Yeah. There was a, a girl in that in that boot camp with me that had just done an Ironman.
1: Okay. Wow. So
2: she's telling me, you know, this is nothing. You need to go do a triathlon. And so I signed up for a triathlon. And started studying it. I bought a, I bought a Schwinn Airdyne, Started riding on my Schwinn Airdyne in my house. Bought a power meter. I bought a Compu Trainer. Bought a Garmin back then. Uh-huh. And uh, that's really when the the idea for Wahoo Fitness came about because I had all these devices and I hated them. I mean, like they they couldn't have been worse. The the bike computer. And the power meter, it was a power tap. Yeah. Had a, you know, they call it the little yellow computer. Yes. I had they both go on the, on the handlebars and uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't talk to each other. No. And so I'd come home and I'd have two files. One would have timestamps and power and one would have timestamps with GPS and heart rate. And I'm literally writing Excel macros to join these two files together so I could see what my power was. At a certain hill, or yeah, yeah, it's like there's got to be a better way. It seems so obvious now. It seems so it? obvious, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. this is, you know, you have to put it in context. There's no Strava, there's no, none of the, none of the sites to track any of this stuff. No. It, my, my thought was, I'd also had an iPhone. You know, if I could just get all this data in an iPhone, I could, and I'm a numbers geek, so I wanted to see all this while I was riding too. I could get all this data on my, on my iPhone, it'd be perfect. I'll yeah. put it on my handlebars. And, and so I started looking into it. It turns out the, the radios in the iPhone aren't compatible with the radios in the power tap of or the heart rate monitor. Of course. And so that's where the, uh, the idea for the, uh, the Wahoo like, Ant key, yeah. which was a, just a 30 pin plug in the old iPhones with a radio that was compatible with the standards of the day. Yeah, so they could talk to each other So they could talk to each other. And uh, I, you know, started fiddling around with, you know, that. And, again, work is a little slow. So I grabbed a couple engineers in the the dock business, and we went to town building a prototype. And, you know, I'd love to say I had envisioned Wahoo Fitness at the time, but really it was – I just wanted to – be able to get my ride data you're just trying to solve your own problem i'm trying to solve my own problem I, I wanted my ride data all in one place without having to do a bunch of work you must have realized at the time though there would be an appetite
1: for this amongst a lot of other cyclists
2: well there was yeah. and uh and and between cyclists and then and, and people using iphones generally because so I, I reached out as i started building i was like well there probably is a market and everyone i talked to was was super excited by it the the iPhone apps at the time, Map My Ride, MapmyRun, yeah. Run yeah. Keeper, those guys, I would, you know, you could look on their customer service portal and like the number one request was heart rate. Yeah. You know, they, people wanted to get heart rate on their apps because you could buy a $50 polar watch and get more data than you could get with these iPhone apps, yes. even though they had a lot of stuff that the polar didn't. So it, it did solve a consumer
1: need that was pretty big at the time. So how long before it took off, I have a feeling, was it the advent of Bluetooth and the iPhone that made all the difference? Well, it's interesting.
2: So we initially had this key, and, uh, and we built a heart rate strap to go with it. We built a cadence sensor to go with it. We made it work with all the different uh, devices that the AMP profile supported. So we were kind of the an enabler of this technology more than anything. And uh, it was
1: interesting, because, we start talking to Apple about... Hang on, there's a Trump 2020 flag there. So, sorry to interrupt. This is Republican heartland, is it? It is, it is. Big Trump fans. There's a big dog in the front yard, too, that I was watching more than the flag. Yeah, sorry, I was, <laughs> I was distracted. Trump 2020, it seems... I mean, you forget we're not that far away now from... No, we're not. ...another general election. Left turn here. Yeah.
3: And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: We had this key, and it was the, you know, AMP Plus was the technology we were using. Bluetooth was, um, was talked about a lot, but nobody supported it. It was interesting because we essentially had a monopoly on this, on how to get device data into iPhones at the time. And so Bluetooth was both an opportunity and a huge threat. You know, if if you've got Bluetooth, you don't need our key. And that was almost all our revenue was this ant key we sold. Yeah. So it was interesting through the relationship we had built with Apple, we were constantly trying to get them to sell our key in the Apple stores and they, you know, basically the... The, the thought was it, it made it look like they forgot something.
1: Yeah. And they were yeah. just not interested in selling a dongle. Although they were getting interested in the iPhone becoming they, a fitness device. They were, the so they,
2: they they definitely talked a lot to us. And it was fa- it was fascinating because we, we got a call and it's probably the closest we've gotten to inside information from Apple ever. But it was like, you know, there's a technology in a device that we've released recently that you might have a, a keen interest in. So they tipped you off, that's impressive. I went to the Apple store and started looking around, like, what what did they just launch? Sure enough, it was the, uh, the MacBook Air, the little bitty first MacBook Air. So I bought one and we came back and we started digging in and damned if it didn't have Bluetooth low energy in it. Was it just hidden? They, they didn't make a Completely big thing it? Completely undocumented, it wasn't listed on the spec sheet. It was, uh, it's called Core Bluetooth. It's the Apple kind of API you use to get it. It's all in there. So our software guys start digging in and we, we start working. And uh, like, well shit, if it's coming, and this was, you know, like summer and generally the iPhones come in the fall. Yeah. So we're like, if Bluetooth is coming in the next phone, we gotta be there
1: or we're gonna be out of business. And that's a gamble, isn't it? It's it a gamble. Is. Of something that was. I mean, you say Bluetooth now, everybody knows what it is. It's basically a close radio frequency so devices can talk to each other. Right, right. And this is. This, it's, open, it's open. It's open. Anyone can do it. And it's. Uh, the, this
2: particular technology is Bluetooth low energy. And it lets things run on coin cell batteries or rechargeable batteries for a long, long time. But uh, so we. We set off, you know, burning the midnight oil 24-7 and built a heart rate strap on Bluetooth, got it working. We had to build, uh, we had to buy, I think we bought 25,000 Nordic Bluetooth chips that were engineering samples. They didn't have any production available. Did it feel like a big gamble at the time? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't even know that the phone was going to have it, and no, nothing worked with Bluetooth, except this MacBook Air. So we could, we could have said, hey, all you MacBook Air owners, we got a heart rate strap for
1: you. So you can measure your heart rate as you're sitting at your laptop.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We literally ran around Chastain Park by our office over and over with a backpack with a MacBook Air in it to test it. That was uh, and it worked, it worked, yeah. it, it worked great. But so, sure enough, the uh, it was the iPhone 4s that fall, and it had Bluetooth. What was it like when it released, and you knew that uh, it had Bluetooth in it? You know, they you know, tipping us off that it might be coming was all we ever got, yeah. so it was literally the whole office sitting around with their big you know, Apple announcements that they do, watching it, and like, oh! And they didn't make a big deal about it, but they listed it, yeah, you know, and they, they did say it had Bluetooth Low Energy on the little chart that they put up, and we're like, yes! High fives all around. Yeah. yeah. And so we were ready. We, had, uh, we launched the, the Blue HR, like, a week later. So Apple had the first Bluetooth Low Energy device with the iPhone 4S, and Wahoo had the next one a week later with the Blue HR. That is cool. Did and they it, stock
1: it in the store? They
2: did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, we had it in Apple globally, and uh, it's interesting because now we're we're a cycling brand, but back then, the uh, you know we were in Engadget and Popular Science and yes, it was more tech gadgety nerdy, which is a little bit of me anyway. <laughs> That was a thrill for it you. It was a thrill, yeah. yeah. To get in uh, Popular Science was like a... That was... Like was, winning an Oscar. It was like winning an Oscar <laughs> for somebody like me. It's like, oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, as a little kid, I was always reading Popular Science, the what's new and the cool stuff. That was awesome. I opened an office down in Atlanta by my house and, and kind of... Wahoo Fitness was born as a separate entity at that point.
1: When was that? What year was that? That was uh, 2010. Okay, so in under a decade, you've gone from taking a big gamble on the heart rate monitor, Apple come good by putting Bluetooth in, and look now, you know, Wahoo is still a challenger brand to some of the big names out there, but you are so entrenched in the cycling world People know it now. You, do you feel proud? That's so yeah, so much so. Do you have to sort of pinch yourself sometimes? <laughs> I do because yeah. I, I I've managed
2: to still get to do what I love, which is the product development side.
1: So then the devices started to come on board fairly quick, and the I guess the the big thing was the indoor trainer, the kicker. Yeah, so it, which really put
2: you on the map? It did, and it, it's it's interesting because I mentioned early on we. You know, when I first got into cycling and triathlons, I, I, bought the, I bought a power meter, I bought a GPS, and I bought a CompuTrainer, which was, uh, I, I hated it from the day I bought it. <laughs> I, was, I was going back to Callaway Gardens to do that duathlon with the intention of winning. Two years later, and I bought this CompuTrainer because it said on their website that you could ride the course in your house. I thought, that's genius. I don't. I don't want to just do a bunch of indoor workouts. I want to. You know, I want to practice the profile. I want. You know, five miles in, I got to hit this hill. I want to do that every day. The damn thing didn't work. I spent like four hundred dollars on software. It was really, really crappy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think after a week of e- of effort, I I kind of felt like I was riding the course on the CompuTrainer, but. Uh, You know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and think, God, there's a better way. You know, like. And this is the competitive juices level. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to win this thing. I just, I was looking at that damn, and so, yeah, looking at this computer thinking, God, this thing is miserable. (laughs) And people loved it. It was, it was universally praised. It was $1,700. But this was back in, you know, 2009, way before Wahoo Fitness was really a thing. Uh, I was at work one day, probably around the time of the Blue HR, we're going to take a right here. Uh-huh. I kind of woke up one morning, I was like, you know what, I when I was first thinking about the uh, the kicker, you know, or, or the in, building this indoor trainer and dreaming the design up, I had no, no idea that I would ever be able to actually do it, you know, it was just, I, that's what I did my whole life, is think up new products. and. But a few years later, I'm sitting there, you know, in an office selling heart rate monitors. And it's like, wait a minute, I can build that thing now. I'm in the business. And it's funny because the the guys in the business at the time were like, you're crazy. It's like, <laughs> we, sell, we sell like four different things that are all the same size box. They're four inches by six inches. They yeah. hang on a peg at an Apple store. We don't sell something that weighs 50 pounds that costs thousand dollars you know here and it's like yeah we do we need to do this This is a
1: light bulb moment <laughs> it really was the likes of Zwift who are the big players in that software space that must have helped you enormously it, it really has I mean I think we've we've been
2: so amazed at the growth in the category you know we started out selling more the first year than we ever dreamed and and really every year it's the same story yeah yeah (laughs) where where did all these sales come from but it but it's you know it's not it's fairly obvious that you know by by making the indoor experience a lot of fun we've opened up a market of of people to use it that's you know damn near as large as the outdoor cycling market you know it's I'm not going to say we're competing with outdoor cycling as a sport as we ride around outside because <laughs> I love this, but you know, it used to be that it was, you know, if you were training, if you're training indoors, it was because you, you know, you didn't want to lose your fitness and you couldn't ride outdoors the- couldn't because of the weather outdoors. or traffic. Right. Or- Something was keeping you from being able to get outdoors. And now it's funny. I, <laughs> I've got some friends around Atlanta that ride a big cycling group that all have kickers. And they, you know they were famous for pretty much rain or shine. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, they all get together and ride 5:30 in the morning. Yeah. And I've gotten a little bit of a little bit of crap from them now because they all got kickers, and then they started they started calling it like 9 p.m. the night before. It looks like it's going to be raining. We let's meet on Zwift. <laughs> yeah, we don't. But let's. It's it's not worth the risk. And then. Uh, but now it's like, they've been, thre- they've been calling it, you know, it might be a little cool tomorrow. <laughs> they used to be out in thermals and, you know, it could be threatening the snow and they'd be out there. And, so there's now just more excuses. Now it's now lots of
1: excuses. You know who I'm thinking of right now, Chip? I'm thinking of Willy Wonka. <laughs> and I'm thinking you tinkering around with things in your lab like a passionate mad professor and you, I mean, those those ideas, they're almost childlike in their in their sort of joy. You know, yeah, I forget to turn my fan on, but I want a fan that changes with my work effort. I want something that's going to lift my bike over the front. It's 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 great to hear that so you have these sort of flashes of inspiration to solve your own problems yeah, that yeah, other people yeah. are going to find enjoyment in. It's it's so f- so
2: fun you know it's yeah. like that's what that's the part i get to pinch myself is and i still get to play a big part that's what i do it you know during the day i've got we've got really talented people that do the rest of the run the run the business yeah. yeah i don't i don't pretend to run wahoo fitness in any way shape or form there's guys that are better at that than me but
1: i i can build the next cool products for it and do you do you get a sense that Indoor cycling is just going to become more immersive as an experience.
2: I do, I do, and I think the you know things like the fan and the climb help a lot. The um, I've tried doing it with uh, the virtual reality. It's hard to envision how you get that working well, at least in the form factors available today. But it is really powerful if it if if that ever does reach a form factor that's comfortable.
3: Yeah.
1: Certainly, uh, certainly it's not, we're not done. Having come to the sport from doing that duathlon with your wife, and now riding around on Joe Dombrowski's old bike and being friends with Dave Brailsford, and, and you've got Peter Sagan using your devices, three times world champion. Are you now more, are you now more immersed in the, pro cycling world i i am
2: i've become fully immersed I and mean, i spent years doing triathlon and it was it was team sky that really opened my eyes to it i kind of funny story we put the first prototypes i think we got 10 prototypes of the kicker in and i sent three of them to training peaks in colorado and they uh they had tim Carrison and bradley chris froome and one other rider in and uh Ben from uh, Training Peaks called me, said, hey, we've got some guys from Team Sky in, doing some testing and they really, really love the kicker. Is it okay if we give them to them? And I'm like, oh shit, you know, I've only got 10 of these. And I didn't have any idea who these guys were. So I'm getting on Google, like Chris Froome, Bradley Wiggins, you know, who are these guys? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. And so Tim, Tim called me like a week later. The, Tim Karrison who I've gotten to know really well, one of the coaches that's been with them forever, he's yeah. the lead coach, and sent me a picture of uh, Chris warming up for the worlds on a kicker behind a sheet of plywood, like in 2014, when they, uh, you know, before we had any a year or two before we had a sponsorship with them. Yes, it's just an awesome, authentic way to get to. Both know those guys, and to, to get the product out there and let people use the product
1: and try the product. And Jim let's just finish off talking about you and your own sort of personal aspirations for uh, for keeping fit and racing. You still feel competitive?
2: I do. I've uh, I've spent more time the last few years running, uh, but you know, from a time perspective, and because I made this silly commitment to or silly goal to try to qualify for the Boston Marathon and. In a lot of ways, it turned me into a runner the last few years.
1: Yeah. I, uh, and outsiders don't realize you can't just sign up for the Boston Marathon. You have to qualify by doing a time in another marathon. That's correct. Yeah. And it's, and it's not, a, not an easy time. You know, As a
2: 30, 40-something, it's like a 3-hour, 15-minute marathon time. So I've, uh, I've kept up a lot of running. I actually... Uh, got beat by my little brother in the Indianapolis Marathon by about 10 minutes. He ran a 3.04 and uh, and I s- couldn't have that. He's six years younger than me and I've always had a, a bit better PR than him. So How old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 49. Okay. So, I, uh, I train like I've never trained before. I lost nearly 20 pounds. What? Yeah. You're a trim guy
1: anyway. I, I can know. Tell you, well, you're I, tall, I, right?
2: I'm tall, and I and I hold it all in my waist. I wasn't overweight. I mean, I was running marathons, but I'm, I'm a very numbers-oriented guy. Yeah. Every pound is two seconds a mile. Seriously. It is, and there's you know it's physics. That's how it works. And if you can lose it, it's the quickest way to to speed. And I you know I knew I had a bit of a beer gut, so yeah. I just I got really trim. And I went to Houston and, I, and I, I didn't think I could do it to be honest with you. I never dreamed I could run a three hour marathon, but I just told I, all my friends didn't think I could do it either. So <laughs> I told them I could. but I told them I was going to try and I figured I just, you know, what's the harm in trying? I'm just going to crash and I'll run. I'll still finish. I just won't finish near my time. Yeah. But I, I pulled it off so I ran 259.50. Oh! <laughs> 10 seconds
1: to spare. That is good. What was the feeling like as you crossed the line?
2: Oh, God. Just a couple miles from the end as I knew I was still feeling good and that I could do it. It's like, you know, it's like the
1: Rocky (laughs) music's playing in my ears.
2: (laughs) It was really awesome.
1: You were 49 when you did that? I was, yeah. That's a hell of an achievement. Just about six weeks ago. Yeah. So now I've
2: got to come up with another goal because it's not a faster (laughs)
1: marathon. That was a... that's all I need. <laughs> a marathon time starting with a two is just, well, I'm, I'm in awe and I'm envious. I, I'm, I'm 25 minutes off that in my marathon running, which is why I'm back on the bike again, Well, that's I've got to come up with some cycling goals now for sure. Joe, it's brilliant talking to you. Really looking forward to seeing all the uh, imaginative products you've got coming down the line. But for now, thanks so much.